This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. He's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. This is ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And Gordon, when you look at the Giants and Minnesota game yesterday, it kind of really went the way you thought it was going to go. It went with the Giants were able to march the ball up and down the field. And as I said yesterday, I think we have to start paying a little more respect to their receiving core because these guys have come up big over the past month. Well, they look like the greatest show on turf <laughs> yesterday. I mean, Hodgins looked like uh, Jerry Rice yesterday. I mean, he was unbelievable. Uh, all credit goes to Daniel Jones. He was the story of the game yesterday. He was brilliant uh, with his arm, with his passes. I, I, I mean, after the game, it felt like he didn't miss any passes. I know. Uh, and as bad as the, you know, I was not expecting a whole lot out of the Viking defense in this game, uh, but even with the lowered expectations, they were terrible. They were, t- I, I know the Giants punted once. It never really felt like the Giants had a third down. No. I mean, they did whatever they wanted. They went up and down the field. And, um, I mean, what a win. Uh, incredible job, inc- incredible performance by Jones. Brian Dable, all the credit obviously goes to him. So, uh, yeah, the Giants on to the uh, divisional round of the playoffs, getting ready for another date against the Eagles. And we talk about it all the time, Larry. You know, it's like, yeah, we, we look at these games, we predict these games, but it all kind of depends on how you're playing when you play the games. Mm-hmm. And after this performance, out of all the performances this weekend, the Giants, it's very hard to play any sharper than they played against Minnesota. It, it really makes you reevaluate them going up against Philly. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It does. It really does because of the way they're hitting on all cylinders. They are playing. They they might be the best team the way they're playing right now in the postseason. Just just how they're executing, mm-hmm. how they're hitting on all syllables. Now, obviously, Philadelphia is a little different, a little better mm-hmm. defensively. Yeah. A little wider, you know, a quarterback, you're not going to know where he is. He can move around and extend plays. So it's a, it's a different challenge. But on the other side, Gordon, it's a team that you know. Yeah. Uh, well, look, the Giants are playing their best football right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where they rank against the Eagles or where they would rank against the Niners or, or anything like that, but they are playing their best football right now. Daniel Jones is playing his best football right now. And a very popular phrase when Aaron Judge was having the summer that he had is apropos for Daniel Jones, and it is the price just went up. Yes. And if the, and if, and if the Giants do go – and and beat the Eagles, even if they don't. But if they did beat the Eagles, well, then the price will really go up. Yes, it will. I mean, come on, how would it not, right? How could it not? And you and know? of course, and of course, if you're a Giant fan, you're like, now that the price is out and we got him, will he, will he still play this way? Well, <laughs> will he still I mean, that's what you're going to have. You, you know, you have to be able to scout and, and think you know the player, and and they knew the player to a certain extent, and they've gotten the best out of the player so far this year. So. I mean, I can't imagine what the it's it's funny, like a month or so ago, I think a lot of Giant fans were like, well, yeah, you know, Daniel Jones, he's proven it this year. He's played really well. We've won games. He hasn't turned the football over. We can get him for like a two two year deal, maybe a three year deal, you know, maybe maybe twenty million dollars a season. Safe to say, in the right last now. month, the price has gone up significantly. Yeah, and that guaranteed money's gone up very much. Absolutely. Well, look, this is what you want, a young yeah. quarterback, you know. I mean, the Giants did bet against him because they did not pick up that fi- – I mean, think about it, the money they would have been able to save if they would have got him for that oh, fifth-year option at this point. Really? Um, Absolutely. But, you know, they were like most of us. They wanted to see him prove it. He has mm-hmm. – and this is what you want, right? Yeah. This is what you want to see. Absolutely. So he's gone out there, prove it, uh, proven it. He proved it yesterday, and what a brilliant performance by him and the Giant offense. I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders. Our Dan Olavsky earlier today on the station says, really, Jones is great, but Brian Dayball makes all the difference. All right, so Dan, we'll, we'll talk to him and we'll hear from him in a second. So, you know, and, and, and that's really what's been the best part of it, right, is that Dayball has found a way, a scheme to work for Jones. And Jones has, Jones has done a great job with it. And he, he has, Gordon, he's taken it by the horns and he loves it. He's he's mastered the class, and that's the best thing you like about it. Well, when Dayball got the job, I think the initial reaction was, well, yeah, I mean, look what he did with Josh Allen, and I think a lot of people were quick to point out, well, you know what, Daniel Jones isn't Josh Allen. I don't know, man, he looked like Josh Allen yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, part of it, I'm sure, is that the Viking defense is not very good, 
We knew that going into the game. I think that's why everybody in the world was on uh, was on the Giants to win that game, even though they were co- considered underdogs. Um, but um, what he w- what he was able to do in that game, that was the difference of the game. Giant defense played well. They made some mm-hmm. stops. Yep. They made they made uh, Cousins uncomfortable at times, including mm-hmm. on that fourth down. What is Cousins doing on that fourth <sighs> down play? Don't you know where the sticks are? You should I mean, know come where the on, sticks I, like, are. I, I, I get it. You've got to get rid of the ball. It's fourth down. But there was – and look, Hawkinson was, was a monster. I mean, you talked yeah. about him being the secret weapon on mm-hmm. Tuesday or Wednesday last week, and you were absolutely right. He killed you. But you got – I mean, and that's the spot where you got to find Justin Jefferson yeah. eight, nine yards down the field. No matter what, make it, have him go make a play. Now, I don't think Kirk Cousins was not the reason why the Vikings lost. It was their defense just could not stop a soul. No. no. But, yeah, that was not a great look for Kirk Cousins. Here's Dan Olofsky. Brian Dable matters, you know. And we really – I feel like we've said that about Daniel Jones for a ton of games this year. Hey, Daniel Jones, that's the best game we've seen him play type of thing. I think the, the way to kind of phrase it for me is Daniel Jones went from being a massive problem to a legit problem solver for the Giants. And he will continue to solve problems, Gordon, as long as teams don't contain and let him run wide as, as Minnesota did yesterday, time after time after time after time after time. Yeah, I mean, you talk about coaches. I don't know. I haven't looked at it today. Has there has the Vikings defensive coordinator been fired yet? Ooh. Because uh, that was whew. That was bad. That was bad. Really that was, was bad. I mean, they they really. I didn't really feel like they really. I know they got the one um, the one punt. Mm-hmm. But it never felt like they were coming close to solving no. anything in that game. No. And I don't know if they made adjustments. It didn't look like they did. It did not look <laughs> like it. I mean, I'm sure they I'm sure they did something at halftime, but it just it just didn't look like it. And Daniel Jones was able to run the ball wherever he wanted to and Saquon Barkley looked very versatile and, and they just they just dominated. So uh it, it does set up an interesting rematch with, with Philadelphia. And I tell you what, we'll step away. We'll come back. We'll hear from Daniel Jones. We'll hear from Brian Dabo. And we'll hear from Saquon Barkley. It's ESPN New York tonight. We'll take your calls and hear from the Giants next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I got to say this before we continue to talking about the Giants. Uh, and we'll hear more from Brian Dabo in a second. Gordon, I just think that what the NFL is doing is making this situation of catching the football just so much more difficult than it Oh, my God. You, you see, I mean, come I mean, on. He, I mean, he caught the ball. He, he's got – he hit the ground like, well, he didn't maintain control. He didn't, Where's he going to go? He's not they going anywhere. He's not advancing it. Stop. Well, I will say this. They absolutely are. But you know what the problem is? Is all of us with our technology and Twitter – if we see, you know, there's a group of people that if they see the ball move a little bit, they'll, well, see the ball moved here. That's not a catch. And, and unfortunately, the technology is so good now, you can slow everything down. But you're absolutely right. They make these, these calls way over-officiated, way too much. And I just noticed, you know, the Cowboys um, now lead it mm-hmm. 24-6. Bucks mm-hmm. uh, do not get the two-point conversion. I went on, Larry, to just see what might uh, the money line price on – a Buccaneers comeback be right now. Uh huh. FanDuel will not let you bet bet on the Bucks. Of course not, because they know Cowboys <laughs> are minus six thousand. I keep waiting for something to pop up to get a couple of bucks and you know, sprinkle it a little bit, you know, just to have a little rooting interest here, Larry. But it's not. It's not. They are. They that is locked down. If Tampa scores again, they're gonna take that off the board, you know. It's off the board now. I can't get a bet in on it. They're gonna take Dallas off the board. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They very well might. I think everybody off the board. Oh my goodness! It's crazy. It's, it's coming. It's coming here. I mean, you can feel it, right? Like you don't yeah. miss four extra points no. in a game, and it doesn't Mm-mm. come back to, to to at least at the very least scare you. Uh, unless you're Jacksonville and you throw the ball, you throw four interceptions right. in that the first is true. half. <laughs> Ray Santiago right now is on DefCon Five. Someplace. Oh, he's he's just like oh, he's man. in the bunker. He he's he, he's dreading what is facing him. He's got to be a, a after a loss and b. To see Rothenberg in the morning. After oh my Dallas gosh! Lost. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, it's gonna wear about. It's gonna wear about. Brian Dave, here. Let's talk a little bit about Daniel Jones, Brian. And and for me, his success on the ground was tremendous. Let's talk about it. For this game, we thought that that was something that you know maybe we didn't do 
at all. Last game that we thought would be a little bit of a wrinkle. I mean, see, people have seen us do them. We have a, a wide variety of them. There's games we've done a lot. There's games we've done a little. We just thought that this would be a good time to do it. It's just like all the plays we game plan for. You know, I think it gives us a chance. And if it doesn't, you know, you only have 65, 70 left in the season. So you better make them the ones you think are going to work. You want to hear something funny, Gordon? He was almost like a running back. I think he got stronger as the game went on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no question. He did. He looked good. He's, he looked good. He, he just That's the best he's ever looked. He's not in, in, in all phases. Yeah, no question. I mean, his passes were sharp. He, he made the right decisions. Everything came out quickly. When he ran, he ran effectively. I mean, it was a, a brilliant performance for Daniel Jones and at the most critical, you know, biggest part of the season. All right, Coach, how about that first playoff win? Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for the players, uh, first and foremost. <clears throat> They're the ones out there doing it in between the lines. I'm happy for the coaches, the scouts, ownership. You know, that's why you do this, to play these type of games. And, you know, there's not really a lot of time to reflect on these games. You get home and start grinding away. It's just this time of year. All right, let's talk about playing Philly a third time. We got a lot of work to do. Let's go back, look at this tape, correct this thing we need to correct. And we've got a lot of work to do. It's enjoyable work be able to be working at this time of year. Gordon, who do you think has the edge? Uh, when you face an opponent, I mean, and I've had this conversation, I talked about it last night with, with the audience, and I'm going to get your thoughts on it. I, I've spoken with coaches, and what's the, what's the mindset of a head coach when you're facing an opponent that you know and they know you? Can you, and I've asked them, can you outcoach yourself in the sense of, okay, he's expecting me to do this. This is mm -hmm. what we normally do, so I'm going to do something else. Or should you just say, you know what? It's about execution. They can know what's happening. If we execute it right, we'll just, they can't stop it anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, look, uh, the one thing that you would like if you're the Giants is that you, you know, with the injury to, to Jalen Hurts, you know, the Eagles were not the same team down the street. They were not playing their best football at the end of the season where right now I think the Giants clearly are playing their best football. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I get it. You have, you've not been able to beat them, and they've really kind of owned you for a while now, the Eagles. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, th that's what you want. I mean, if you're, if you're ever going to be able to upset them, and it it's would be an upset, I, 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 I think the Giants do have a chance, clearly. Sure, absolutely. Um, but it would, still be, uh, it would still be an upset. But you want you want to be playing your best, and and now you get to me, you know you get to measure up against the number one seed. So even if you even if you come up short, even if the Giants lose on Sunday, you can say, hey, all right, this is how close we came to taking down the very best team in our conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Philly Philly poses as we mentioned earlier, going a different challenge for them. Uh, you know, the defense is better clearly. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a real they're a real contending team. They the are. Vikings, we said it all, and this is not to take anything away from the Giants. But the no. Vikings were a pretender all year. Their, their record did not indicate what kind of team they truly were. Um, they were frauds. They, they were the poster ch children for, for a fraud playoff team, and they, they were exposed by the Giants, and, and that defense was completely exposed. Yeah, yeah. And there was nothing they could do. <laughs> no. They're, could still, do. they're still looking for answers. They still are. They still are. Daniel Jones, what was it like to play in that playoff atmosphere? Great atmosphere, you know, great energy from the fans. We had a fair amount of Giants fans in the crowd, too, so we appreciated that support. But, yeah, it was helpful to have been in this environment a few weeks ago, and, yeah, it was a fun, fun, uh, fun environment. So did you know you'd be running so much as you did yesterday? You know, I just kind of felt it as the game uh, unfolded and took advantage of some of those opportunities. I thought the guys up front did a really good job with the pass rush, opened up some lanes uh, for that, and probably could too. Yeah, it was – I tell you, Gordon, uh, that to me, obviously that the way Daniel Jones played was the biggest thing. Clear, that's the biggest takeaway from yesterday. But really the second thing for me was the emergence of these receivers. And and they – all three of them were very good yesterday. And even Slayton, even though he dropped one that you were like, mm -hmm. uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, if this, if this was another team, this might be something that could come back and haunt you. You, didn't, mm -hmm. you weren't concerned because you knew Minnesota wasn't coming back. Uh, but – you know, the, the receivers are really the thing that jumped out at me, one of the big takeaways from yesterday. Yeah, I mean, guys were open, and, and, and the crossing patterns were certainly effective. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, when Slayton dropped that pass, I did say, uh-oh. 
uh, mm. because it was that close of a game, and then you get the the roughing the passer call, and you think oh. you're so, oh boy, here we go. You know this this is like textbook. How does it go wrong when it really shouldn't go wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a bad call, a bad play here or there. But uh, credit to the Giants, they were able to uh, to take those body blows and and overcome them uh, against a Vikings team that did not <laughs> did not deliver any body blows, at least not on defense. No, they did not. They they're still searching for answers. So. Listen, uh, Minnesota goes home, the Giants move on, and it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun week to just uh, watch a countdown and just know that uh, it's an old division rival and anything goes. And the Giants are, once again, not house money in their minds because, you know, they're going down mm-hmm. on the business trip. But if, if you're a Giant fan, you expect oh, a competitive game. Absolutely. You expect a competitive Why wouldn't you? Game. Yep. Yep. Because you know, you're, you're playing at this level right now, and, and look, it, it it's not – you know, we were saying last week about how we thought that the Giants were going to beat the Vikings and people mm-hmm. were calling and tweeting, oh, you guys think it's going to be easy. But no, I mean, the Giants play close games. Yeah. But they've, they've had experience with close games. So they, they do that by out-executing the other team. And it wasn't just in the fourth quarter yesterday. It was, it was throughout the game. They out-executed the, the Vikings in every phase, coaching, defense. They played Their defense was better than the Vikings' defense. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see if that can carry over for another week. And, man, uh, you, you think the giant um, fan base is, is pumped up now. Oh, they, I mean, th- that that's the Vikings. This is the – I mean, this is a yes. whole new ball. This is it the is. Eagles. This is the hated Eagles. They still yes. are ticked off that – that uh, from that game a couple of years ago with, uh, you know, uh, the Nate Sudfeld game right. and everything else. That's so right. and they don't like the fact that the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl and, and all that type of stuff. So and, and the Eagles have owned them. I, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but uh, the last 10 years, the Giants do not have many wins against Philadelphia. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, I think that was a blown coverage on CD Lamb. I think I'm it was. Sure. I don't know if you, you were meaning to leave him that wide open, you know. And even with that touchdown, you can still not bet on the Buccaneers. I know. Isn't that scary? Ten minutes to go. The Cowboys are now minus 50,000. Mm, mm, mm. Can't bet on Tampa, huh? Can't bet. <laughs> cannot bet on the Buccaneers. They don't want your money. And look, here is the thing. The Buccaneers were not they're, – they're another fraud team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're just a, the yeah. product of a bad division. So this is, the, this is good. Uh, I, I like the fact that the Cowboys won this game. They are the better team. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the Cowboys, they do make it interesting, but um, this is good. This is good for next week. It'll make it a, a great week. We don't have that many games left now. That's right. You want the best matchups you can get. Right. That's what you want. We got four games next week, right? Then two, yeah. then one. We got seven games That's left it. in the NFL season. That's it. All right. You got to get it done. 1-800-919-3776. More next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. The folks in Dallas are feeling very comfortable right now. Very oh, comfortable. Jerry Jones is all smiles in the box. Michael Irvin is cracking up. Everybody's happy. What could yes. possibly go wrong? Nothing. No, not, 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 not this time. <laughs> they hope. <laughs> they hope. But you know what? It's It's... It's going to be interesting now to see what Tom Brady does because Gordon tonight, he and this season, but especially tonight, he's looked like that that fighter that's been in the game a little bit too long. You know, where where not that he's getting beat around and battered, but you can just see he's not he's not crisp, not sharp. He's not sharp. He's not what you expect. And when you've been great, the problem is that you're always compared to yourself. And when you compare him to what he's been, he just hasn't been that guy. He hasn't been that guy this season. Yeah, he had the off-the-field issues and so on and so forth. But even after the off-the-field issues were moved to the background, he still has not been that guy. Yeah, I mean, look, it would it would not be that shocking if this turns out to be his final game. I mean, all the reports are he will be somewhere next year, most likely with Vegas. But who knows? I mean, weird things have happened. So, um I mean, he's going to be, what, 46 next year? Mm-hmm. I mean, 46 years old. Mm-hmm. And, still, the, and still doing quarterbacking. Yeah, I mean, look, if he wants to play, somebody is out there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody a lot of teams could do a lot worse than a 50-year-old Tom. I'll take, I'll take him at 50. <laughs> still be throwing more touchdown passes. At least he's playing in a playoff game, unlike my quarterback. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But, you know, you got to have a good offensive line if you got him. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that, that takes us off the list then. 
Well, it takes a lot of teams off the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of teams who don't have that. But it, it really, and you saw it this weekend, I think, a lot. You got to have a guy that can move around in the pocket, Gordon. That that's what this this NFL is. I mean, with all due respect to Tom Brady, you know that that he's like his group of the last transcendent mm-hmm. sit in the pocket type stand. You know, stand tall in the pocket mm-hmm. quarterbacks. You got to be able to move around. Look at Huntley yesterday, in in, in the in the Baltimore oh, Cincinnati game. Yep. Look at him. He was able. I mean, he was he was like little Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was just running around doing. I mean, can you imagine losing the game like that, though, Gordon? You're trying to go over the top for a touchdown for the lead. The ball gets knocked away, and a lineman runs back 98 yards, and that turns out to be the game winner. That's hard yeah, to I'm not a down. big uh, believer in win probability, but, yeah, I'd have to think that that one swung win probability as much as any single play this weekend, right? The Ravens are about to go in, and instead of, of going in, not only do they lose the ball, they give up a touchdown in the process. That's rough. It is. It is. It's hard to come and, back and look. One. I mean, I, I'm sure people were criticizing him for that play of exposing the ball, never do that, blah, blah, blah. It has to be defended absolutely perfectly to prevent him from getting the touchdown there. And it just so happened that was the one time out of, I don't know, 1,000, 10,000, that they it was played absolutely perfectly and they got the ball away mm-hmm. and were able to, to take it the other way. So I don't know that I'm going to crush him for – a play that we've seen a thousand times. And, and when it works, nobody's saying, oh, you should never put the ball out there like that. No, it's very rare you see that. I think, what, Gary Reasons did that in the Super Bowl for the mm-hmm. Giants? He met uh, Denver, memory serves me. Yeah. I'm not sure. He met him in the air right at the goal. I mean, yeah. it's very rare that that happens. Very rare. Very rare. And it's just, you know, it was just one of those situations that it just it happened that way. So, it, you know, it's a tough way to lose it. But I, I got to tell you, not that he is close to the talent of Lamar Jackson, but Gordon for Lamar Jackson to to you know because of injury not to be able to go to give it a go and contract year. I mean, I how, how do you look at him? Nick? I, he might have lost some money. Well, we always talk about betting on yourself, right? And and way the way Aaron Judge did it, it was it was great. Uh, it worked out perfectly. But you know, sometimes you bet on yourself and it doesn't turn out so good. Now, I still think he's going to be okay, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he's going to be hurting for money. I'm sure no. that you know, there's plenty of teams that'll be more than happy to if the Ravens say you know he's damaged goods and we don't want him back. Uh, there'll be plenty of teams that would be jumping Line him up. Yeah, there's one in Florham Park, I think, that would be jumping at the spot, you know, or I know the fan base at least would want him to be sure. jumping at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, his name's been mentioned there anyway. For, for I don't know why. Oh, look, th- this is going to be the off season of people photoshopping uh, his 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 head onto New York Jets jerseys. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of pictures you're going to see with Lamar Jackson from Jet fans in a Jet jersey. Uh, it, it, if you had a dollar for every one of them you saw, you you would be uh, you could buy an NFL team. <laughs> but um, I don't think that that's going to end up. But look, I, I, I'm sure he probably did end up costing himself some money if he had gone out there and played a great game and they get mm-hmm. to you know the next round. But it's almost like there's no downside to betting on yourself because the yeah. money is still going to be outrageous. Still going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be there no matter what you do. You know, Gordon, you make it. That, that's a pretty good job out of you for a nice transition. When we come back, we'll do a gang green report. Oh, we'll do that, and then and then also next hour we'll talk about the Knicks who. Almost pulled out one this afternoon. I thought they might find a way. And we got a good look at the person who might be coming here, if you listen to some rumors. We'll do all that next. It's ESPN New York tonight, 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I will return next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, this gangrene report brought to you by our friends at Two by London, the engagement shop at London Jeweler. And I was checking out, because I was very curious, and Rich Samini, who does a phenomenal job covering the Jets for us on ESPN.com, I was checking because I was wanting to see what's going on with the coordinator search, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the names that have been mentioned, obviously, you would think that even though Salas made it clear, he's not going to be, he's not, you know, eliminating people who aren't from the Kyle Shanahan system of what the 49ers run. But, uh, you know, here's some names that you're familiar with, like Daryl Bevel from mm-hmm. Miami. He's with Miami, yeah, sure. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who's now looking for work, former okay. Arizona Arizona Cardinals coach. Yeah. And these are just a couple of the folks, but he says that there's already been 10 names 
that have been linked, possibly linked to the job to try to get this offense cooking because the Jets scored only two first-quarter touchdowns this season. Since 2000, only three teams have scored fewer than two in the opening quarter, according to ESPN stats and information. The inability to start fast was one of the strikes against former offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, according to Rich Sinead. Yeah, well, I mean, the offense was uh, was was not good. I mean, we know that. Uh, to me, the the bigger issue is who they're getting a quarterback. I realize mm-hmm. they can't do that yet. They got to figure out the coordinator first. But I hope that they have someone in mind who whoever they hire as the coordinator knows that they're going to be able to to mesh with whoever the quarterback is. Because in terms of the importance of of both positions, to me, it's ninety ten. If you get the mm-hmm. right quarterback. The offensive coordinator won't be so much of an issue. If you get the right coordinator, you can get the best coordinator in the world, uh, but if you don't have the right quarterback, it's not really going to make that much of a difference. Yeah, there's no question about that. And um, the other thing that's noted for the Jets is that even though you can't count on them, and Ritzamini does a great job in making sure that that's understood, but Makai Becton has dropped some weight. He's down to 370, according to a source, and he's uh, trying to get uh, lose another 15 to 20. He, his scouting combine weight a couple of years ago was 363. So he's trying to get below that. Now, once again, you can't depend on him, but no. even as a backup, because you need back, you're going to need backups the way this line <laughs> struggled last year. Uh, you, that's your draft choice. You got to give him one more shot. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you're not going to get anything for him no. otherwise. No. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely not. You know, that's one of the things where people were giving the Jets a little bit of a pass. Well, how are they supposed to do anything? The offensive line just had so many injuries. Well, one of the people you were relying on was Makai Becton to be playing tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's proven to be an unreliable player so far at this point in his career. Now, who knows? Maybe he drops weight this year. He comes back. He has this uh, incredible year. But even the, the his rookie year, he got hurt. Yeah. That's not a guy you can rely on. A backup, okay, fine. You, you know, that maybe, maybe in a spot start or spot duty he can come in. I don't know how many times you're taking out your left or right tackle to, yeah. to, to, to give somebody else a shot. But, yeah, they, they have a lot, of, a lot of issues. That's one that's it's third on the list, but it's a big one, right? It is. It is. It's huge because they haven't been able to solve it. Despite that's what makes it so all bad. the resources, draft picks, trades, signings, everything. Hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out. And, uh, you know, and, and they need to get it fixed. <laughs> There's no question about it. And the guys that you have that you thought were good, they weren't good. And the guys that you had that were backing up, they weren't good either. So you have a lot of work. They got a lot of work to do. They really do. Yeah. That's the Gang Green Report brought to you by Two by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Pickle designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their seven area locations. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Robert's in the car. Robert, you're first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Robert. Lost All Robert right. already? I think we lost Robert. All right. Let's try Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're next on 98.7. No, that's impossible. We, we could not have lost Robert and Richard. There's obviously some sort of technical yeah. issue here. Yeah, we'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. All right. So um, Hopefully it's easier to fix in the Jets offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> might be yeah, waiting a while. It, yeah, you, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> we might be. We might be. Here's a nice way to transition to the Nick game today, Gordon. And I got to tell you, I was looking at this game, and it, it, we talked about this last week, right? And the big issue that I have is when the Toronto is such a tough team to match up with because of their length, right? Their length is just really it, – it, it's an issue. And so with Siakam and Ananabi and Anobi and, and those players, and they have like a bunch of guys on the bench who are like 6'9", 6'10", 6'11". And they all, they all defend decently. They all play well. It's hard to defend them when you are, you know, when you've got Grimes out there and you've got, you know, uh, uh, IQ and, and they really, and give them credit, give Toronto credit. They really did a job on Jalen Brunson. They made life hard for him mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, uh, you know, you watch that uh, the the RJ dunk there at the end of regulation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're a Nick fan of uh, you don't have to be a diehard on any kind of Nick fan. That's got to get you pumped up to see that kind of play. Absolutely. And you thought maybe that might translate into the overtime, but uh, not to be. So another I mean, what was the lead? You know, I was in and out on the game. Was it 15? Mm -hmm. Was it 13? I think it was 
still 13 at one point. Yeah. I so, it was 13 I mean, it's, at one point. it's, you know, it's another fourth quarter lead where you're not able to uh, to close the door. And this would have been, another, you know, this is a game. Uh, look, Toronto, I think, is better than their record indicates. But that's mm-hmm. a game, you know, you've had your problems at home. That's a game that you should be winning. Yeah, exactly. And, and they were not able to hold on and, and get that win. So it's very frustrating. Uh, Knicks were up 101-92, five and a half to play. So mm-hmm. it was a nine-point lead with five and a half minutes left. And, um, you know, I, I've kind of been trying to figure out answers because I sit and watch the games, and it doesn't seem like there's one thing that jumps out at me is why they're consistently blowing these leads. But uh, The Athletic had a big piece about how the fact the Knicks don't hit threes mm-hmm. and other teams do hit threes, that's, you know, when, when it gets to be desperation time. Teams get hot from three, and the Knicks really can't answer that because they're not, uh, they can't really consistently shoot from the outside. Uh, that that's, that's part of it. Uh, and it's one of the things that they're going to have to, as we get close to the trade deadline here, we've got what, two and a half weeks or so? Mm-hmm. Three weeks? Three weeks. It's, yeah. it's something they're going to have to address for sure. Julius Randle, one of six. Jalen Brunson, two of six. RJ Barrett, two of nine. Quentin Grimes, two of four. Emmanuel Quickly, one of four. Obi Toppin, one of one. That Those were your three-point yeah, scorers. Those were your three-point shooters. So they didn't get it done. Gordon, it's very simple what has to happen with this Nick team. Uh, we got a, another injury on the field here that's got, uh, you know, concerned players on their knee. Uh, as a, one of the, looks like a uh, Tampa Bay uh, player's getting evaluated. I thought, it was, I thought it was Godwin, but I'm not sure. It was one of their yeah. receivers they were not able to bring in the pass. I didn't see how he got injured, but he's been – he has been down for, for quite a while. Going yeah. for the stretcher. That's not good. Um, but here's the problem they have, Gordon. They need another scorer. And they need another scorer so then some more folks, because their bench is not as good as it's been. Mm-hmm. Now that we've gone with this nine-man rotation, the bench is not good. So they need another scorer. And that's what they have to do. they got to find one. And, you know, it's unfortunate because that's why you brought – Evan Fournier here. He was supposed to be your yep. scorer, Gordon. He was supposed to be your three-point guy. He is a three-point maker. That's that's what you wanted to bring here, and he just hasn't been able to get the job done. So, uh, and and you know, if he's not scoring, you can't af- you can't afford no, his defensive liabilities. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's so the you got to aspect of his game. Yeah. Exactly. So th- that's what they're missing, and it's scary because listen, all five starters were in double digits. So you mm-hmm. had the balance today. Today's game, you had the balance. It was pretty good. You just, you just, you only got, you got twenty-one points off your bench, and yeah. you got to get well, more from that bench. And, and right. as you notice, the starters' minutes are climbing again. Gordon, forty-two for Randall, absolutely, thirty-seven for Robinson, forty-three yeah. for Brunson. I mean, Mitchell Robinson played thirty-seven minutes. I know. R.J. Barrett played forty-nine. Forty-nine. Good to see we're easing him back into. <laughs> <laughs> ease, ease, uh, RJ back into the the mix here. You know, and and listen, Toronto's bench hour. only gave them eight, only gave them sixteen points. So, yeah. it, and and you out rebounded them. You just you you just couldn't hit key shots. And what happens is, this team seems to this Nick team seems to really down the stretch. They get tight, and they miss free throws, and they miss some key free throws in the game today, Gordon. That that could have helped them out, and they didn't go to the foul line a lot. I mean, Toronto went to the foul line more than they did. But down the stretch, uh, Randall missed one. Let's see, Robinson missed one you, that you kind of expect. Randall missed one, and Brunson missed one. And you know, you lose by two. Those those free throws matter. They matter. Got to get it. Got to do a better job there. Yeah, Russell Gage is the player that is currently being uh, attended to, uh, and the game has been obviously stopped here for a while. Yes. And after everything that happened a couple of weeks ago, I think that's. Smart thing. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem to be quite as serious as, right. as, serious as that, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But, yes. uh, yeah, obviously that's that's going to be uh, on everybody's mind. So anytime you see somebody being carted off, which he is being carted off, it's not like you've even been able to see him, you know, kind of sit up after a minute or two. So we'll just yeah. have to wait and see how this uh, turns out. But uh, yep. hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that uh, we get uh, an update here before the end of the show. Absolutely. 1-800-919-3776. We'll see if our phones are working when we come back on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
Hardenstein Damer on ESPN New York tonight until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on 98.7. Remember, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, DPH and Rothenberg get your day started 6 a.m. to 10 right here on 98.7. Let's go to the phones, Gordon. 1-800-919-3776. By the way, Tampa Bay on the board with a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So it's now 31-14 in what may be the last touchdown thrown by Tom Brady in Tampa. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Dave in Jersey City. Dave, you're on ESPN New York tonight. Mr. Hardesty, I heard you say that the Knicks need a scorer and the Nets need a big man that I really like, Sims. But the Nets are Cajun Cam Thomas. That's a score that the Knicks can use. This kid is a great scorer. And he, is, he can help the Knicks. He is. And, and the Nets yeah. are Cajun uh, Cam Thomas. The Cajun them, and I, and I know from an athletic point of view what that means. Well, here's the thing. I love. Yeah, here's the thing. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't see it, Gordon. He would be a great answer. I just don't see the Nets. They go. Stamper going to recover this onside. I, I I don't see the Nets making trying to help the Knicks out to do anything. <laughs> I really don't. I don't see that happening. Um, and to be honest with you, it's, Gordon, I think I think you know, uh, Hardenstein shouldn't be playing as much. No, he's he's obviously he had a little bit of a run there at the beginning yeah. of the season, uh, but yeah, he has um, he has certainly cooled off. Yeah, I, sure. I, I think Sims should be playing a little bit more than what he's yep. been playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to see him get a, get some of those minutes from uh, you know Hardenstein. So we'll see what happens. Cam Thomas, uh, Dave, you're right. He he would be a perfect player. He's he's the type of guy you're looking for. He can shoot, he can create, he can get to the basket. But uh the Nets are holding on to him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that they're him. giving him up uh, for Jericho Sims. No, or anybody else on that team. Yeah. No, not at all. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, um hey, thanks for taking my call. Just a um, couple of quick um, Nick notes. Um, it, the, the thing about it, even though I, I get that we technically out-rebounded them, but the, the the hustle plays and them getting offensive rebounds killed us. And then our coach, who's supposed to be this defensive guru, Van Fleet, having, you know, a great game against Brunson. I get Brunson could give it, dish it right back. But, you know, somebody with half a brain would have put somebody else on Van Fleet besides Brunson. And also with the, these refs, and I know players and coaches hate to use the refs as excuses, but even in the game that we beat Toronto like a week or some change ago, you know, the, the, the refs tried to, 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 um, to take that one from us. And it's like – and even on the R.J. dunk, he was clearly fouled because I guarantee you if it's Siakam or Novi, you know, these, these, these little, you know, crooked, horrible, corrupt refs would have gave him that foul. And I'm not saying preferential treatment, but it's like call the game, call, call the game fair on both sides. That's all I'm asking. The Knicks need to, I guess, send one of those videos to the front office again with all of the blown calls and all of, like, the biased calls. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you got dirty refs betting on games again, <laughs> like that other guy I can't right. remember, but it's ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you this, Dante, and thanks for the phone call. Let's talk about the officials first. Uh, the Knicks have never gotten a bunch of good calls, and people have always speculated, and I'm talking about Gordon, ever. <laughs> you go back to Charles Smith not making the leg. Right, yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> – it wasn't fouled at all. They got all ball every single time up. <laughs> so you go back to that. The Knicks have never gotten calls. And and it's funny because people always think that, well, they they don't give they don't want to give the Knicks an advantage because the NBA office is like ten minutes away. So you know all the officials are looking and everything. So the Knicks never get that. They they don't. I hear what you're saying, Dante. It never happens. Uh you're right, especially late. And it's something about this Nick team, Gordon, that, oh, almost. It's something about this Nick team, Gordon, that they don't do the El Fodo at home. They do the El Fodo at home. They don't do the El Fodo on the road like that. Yeah. They find a way to make a big play or they find a way to get a stop or they find a way to do something. It's almost like, it's almost like they tighten up. 
at home. It's like, uh oh, the, the run is coming. Here they go. What are we gonna do? And the other thing that I just can't, I just can't figure it out. I just can't. And it's gotta be me. It's gotta be me. Is when you when you're ahead and you have you're ahead, you have the lead, why are you not taking the basketball up in the backcourt and moving taking the ball to take the shot, the clock, time off the clock? Why are you rolling the ball? Why are you letting the ball roll before yeah, you're yeah, yeah, not, yeah. You're not trailing. You're you're leading. You want mm-hmm. the clock to roll. I, I just I, I I can't get it. I can't get it. I can't I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm lost. Help. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't make a lot. And and you would think look, as great as and as much as we've praised Brunson, you know, you think that you get the point guard that that would kind of settle you down in those moments. Mm-hmm. And that really has not been the case because, it, I mean, it's happened pretty consistently so far. Now, it yeah. does happen with a lot of teams. Sure. A lot of teams blow leads because scoring is just so prevalent now. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a stat, Larry, that one out of every nine players this year in the NBA is averaging 20 points. Well, because everybody's scoring 50. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's crazy. One out of every nine guys is scoring tw- at least 20 points a game? It seems kind of high, but... It's yeah, an I mean, offensive league, my friend. Yeah, I know. They all are, right? They all are. <laughs> That's right. Baseball's juicing up the baseballs. Football's mm-hmm. making sure the quarterbacks can't get touched. Yeah. Although Brady's gotten offense. roughed up a little bit in these a couple of drives here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised. He's, so, uh, he's so washed, yeah. he's not even yelling at the officials about it. They, they, well, they took me down. I didn't, I didn't want to go down. That's right. why, why did you allow them to, to tackle me to the ground? That's normally not how it goes. No. That's not how the script goes. goes. Yep. Yeah, see, that, see, that shows he's losing his pull. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. When the officials aren't calling it your way, it's time to go. Especially when you've had it your way forever. Oh my God! Every call in the world. Please. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey Trey, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. What's up, fellas? Trey, what's going on? I'm 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 sick of this team. I'm I'm sick of this team. I'm sick of uh, – I thought – you know what I thought today, fellas? Let me tell you what I thought. I said, okay, the game the game is close. So, as long as we keep the game close, because we can't win. We can't win going away. And we, can't, and we can't win coming back. So, if we keep the game within about four or five points, then, you know, maybe we have a chance. RJ was definitely fouled on that on that dunk. He was 100% fouled. And, 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 the, and the last caller was like, we're never going to get those calls. But we put ourselves in that position the whole game. Larry, why do we pay Jalen Brunson to come to this team? Uh, to, to, to steady things down when the time runs down in the fourth quarter, to be that guy, that coach on the court. Right. Right. So please tell me why on it. Why? Okay. Okay. Let me, no, scratch that. Scratch that. Larry, you, we all play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So when the big gets the rebound, the point guard's job is to yell what word? What word? Give it to me. <laughs> outlet. Give me the ball. Whatever. Outlet. Mm-hmm. Outlet. Mm-hmm. Right? Why is why is Julius Randle bringing the ball up the floor? I know. I know. Why does he bring the ball up the floor about 70% of the time? Seems like 80 sometimes. I don't understand. It is I I would love if there was one question I could ever ask Tom Thibodeau. What? Why? Why does this man? I, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was Marcus Haynes when he was a kid. Maybe when he was growing up in Dallas, he was a, a, a small guard. I don't know. But you're not a guard, Julius. You're a big bum who spins around all the time. And then you look at the ref. He was harassing that young lady the first. She's, she's a rookie ref. And he was yelling at her every time he spun in a circle. He looked at her and said, why aren't you calling foul? Here's the other thing, Trey. Is, Here's the I, other I, thing, my I, friend. And, and thanks for the call. Here's the other thing. And Gordon, he does it all the time. It's on, it's on the left side of the key. He dribbles. Everybody comes over. Mm. and they create the double team or the triple team, and he ends up turning the ball over. And he's not exactly quick with the outlet pass no, in that situation. No. no. I mean, he's he's way, he, he's drawing the double team, and then it comes, and then he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I, I will disagree with Trey. I mean, Randall's played fantastic this year. I, look, he's there's, there's aspects well. of his game that are just never going to be pleasing to watch. No. Um, you know, uh, and he definitely does um, – I think have an, an elevated uh, view of of his <laughs> himself of, of of how much of a superstar he is, mm-hmm, but 
Um, he's been he's, great. He's had year. a phenomenal year. He's, mean, had, he's been great. He's come. He's he's much more uh, two years ago Randall than last year yes. Randall. And see, Trey, that's the issue. That's the problem. The problem is when Tibbs took over, Gordon he, he ran the offense through him, mm-hmm. and he can't take it back. Nope. <laughs> That's what it is. They went out and spent $100 million on a point guard. They can't get it back. And they can't get it back. There's, now, he's done, a better, he's done a better job, but there's key moments in the game where you don't want him to do it. Like, okay, if we got to settle for him. Okay, it's early early in the game, early first quarter, second quarter, even third quarter. Okay, good. If he wants to handle the ball sometime, a couple of position, a couple of possessions down, okay, fine. We'll, we'll live with it. But when you are running down and you're trying to hold on to the lead, I don't need you doing that then. So that's what they just have to tighten that up. But that's the issue because he's used to the offense running through him. And yep. there you go. You know, that's what and look, and, and any success that the Knicks have had the last couple of years has been with him handling the ball. It has been. Yeah. But that's why you went on and got Jalen Brunson. I, it was supposed to be. That's <laughs> what I thought. That's what you thought. Yeah. So he okay. would have help. And right. to be honest, Gordon, that, that's part of the reason why he has been so good this year because the, the whole offense is not on him. The defense has to spread around. They have to they have to go against Brunson, and if Barrett continues to play the way he played today, where he was better, shot selection was better. You know, now I have to look at him. I I can't just focus everything on him. See, so you know, Brunson has helped him. He's helped the team, but he's definitely helped Julius Randle. Yeah. Yes. No question. Absolutely. No, no question. question. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls on ninety-eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Um, I think uh, did, uh, did Tampa Bay, did the Bay turn into Old Man River? I don't know. I know the head coach of Tampa Bay is is not good. Todd Bowles is not good. We had enough, we've seen enough of him with the Jets. And I'm a Giants fan, and the, the best, the only chance Tampa Bay had is if Todd Bowles fell asleep in the first quarter. That was the only chance they had. Well, but, I mean, uh, Brady was terrible. I mean, they had the, well, the he threw the end zone thing, interception. But, he had they had another yeah. uh, drive down there, uh, and he took a bad sack. They didn't score on that possession. So I mean, but, Brady kind of killed him tonight. Yeah, but I said it. The, the Bay in Tampa turned into Old Man River tonight. Um, Giants, listen. You got a good head coach, got a team ready to go Sunday in Minnesota. I don't think there's any great teams out there. And if, if there are no great teams out there, the Super Bowl winner just might be a big surprise. You know, it might happen to, you know, I'm a Giant fan. I like the Giants. Uh, I've followed them. And uh, I think the team is good and, and getting even better. It seems to be getting better now as the season progresses. And now the playoffs, too, is an extension of that. Um, all right, so they're going to play the Eagles. So I'm not worried about the Eagles. I'm telling you right now, I'm not worried about them. They are a good team by their record, but I'm saying, I, I say this across the board, there are no great teams. Look at Josh Allen. I mean, they went in for it where they brought the Rolls Royce into Miami for a tune-up, and they drove out with a Rolls, with a Volkswagen, a red wagon. So you, you really don't know. The Bills, I caution people always, they play close games. They play a lot of close games. And Sunday was another one of them. And uh, the Chiefs, Mahomes, again, very good quarterback. And But I don't think it's a great team at all. And so we're going to see what's going to happen. And as far as the Knicks are concerned, I mean, you know, Knicks fans waiting a long time, Jet fans waiting a long time. Is it possible not the team, it's the city? It's like a big ball. I know the Jets are in Jersey, but they can hang out in the city real easy. Maybe it's just a big party town, and the players could never really get around that. It's not the way it was years ago. I mean, Joe Willie, Clyde, and all those guys could hit the town, but you know, you're not going to have a million people with phones and all kinds of nonsense Larry, seeing what's going line on. Here, as far as the Knicks are concerned, and thanks for the phone call, is very simple. It's about talent. Yep. They need more talent. Yep. That, that, that's and, the and, the, and the highest end talent, yeah, the superstar it, it, talent, yeah. You need the, the, you need, the talent you need that's of one ones. of ten guys in the league. Yeah, you need a bunch of ones. You need, you need top yep. guys. Yep. That, that's that's what's hard you need. to get them. It, it, they don't grow on trees. They don't. And they're not on sale at Macy's. Unfortunately, <laughs> Macy's no. would be great. It's right, right there. <laughs> right would have been able to get one by now. <laughs> you have them right away. Yep. So that that's the issue. You have to be able to get high end talent. And Gordon. 
they haven't been able to draft it or they've missed yep. on drafting it. Yep. And so now they have to go out and try to pay for it or trade for it. I mean, when you, we, we could do a show and it would be so depressing on the players that they have passed on. Oh, I'm talking about yep. since Phil Jackson. I'm not even talking about ever. I'm talking about during the Phil Jackson days. If you go down the list of the players that they have passed over, that they've tried to get, one of them was this summer. <laughs> that was interested in coming here. I mean, just look at that Nilakina draft. Just look at that Nilakina oh, draft. Gordon. No, just no that you draft. cannot make me. You cannot make me look at that Nilakina draft. I mean, and then and, you and, figure and, out what you ended up with him, and yeah. and and there's a bunch of players who were so much better than he was. That that that. And then you know, and then you got rid of away. then you got rid of him. Uh, you got rid of Phil. Like what was it? A couple of weeks later. Yeah. You let him draft them, and then oh my gosh. You know, and all you had to do was not extend his contract. You didn't have to extend it. You extended yep. it and then fired him. Yep. <laughs> Gordon, nobody does that. <laughs> so, you, so I understand when you talk Miami. Believe me, as a Nick fan, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I no, really absolutely. Do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really do. Um, yeah, could have uh, could have had Donovan Mitchell right then and there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and where you know remember when Neil Aquina wasn't getting enough run, and and there were Nick fans who were like, oh man, you know they got they got to be sticking with Frankie Smokes. They got to they got to go to Frankie Smokes. Where's Frankie Smokes now? Hanging out Dallas? Is he still hanging I'm, out? I don't, I don't even know where he is. I, I haven't seen him any time recently. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's in Dallas, hanging out there with Jason Kidd. You know. Coming in late in games. Him, him leaving the – it wasn't, you know, like the Nick fans made it out like once he leaves – or not a, not Nick fans, I shouldn't say Nick fans, but a portion of the Nick fan base made it out like, well, when, when he gets away, you're going to see how good he can be. <laughs> yeah, we can. I'm, I'm still waiting. It, he's on the Geno Smith train, you know what I mean? He's on that same path. It's going to take another seven or eight years. Oh, my gosh. He could run. What, what, what was his claim to fame? He knows how to run that triangle offense. Mm. Oh, he's got the wingspan. He's got that 7-1 wingspan. That yes. was another big one. That was it. And defensively, he would be great. And he could do a bunch of different things. And Oh, oh brutal. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gordon. The Giants, I think they played the most perfect football I've ever seen them play in an indoor environment. You know, they're usually not that good indoors. They don't play too many games indoors, and they never look that good indoors. But yesterday was probably reminded me a lot of the Georgetown, uh, Georgetown of Villanova game in 85, Larry Gordon. Remember that game? They, they were just almost perfect yesterday. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, one thing, Larry Gordon, they, played, they beat Philly only once before in the playoffs. Do you guys remember when that was? When they beat Philly. I do not off the top of my head. No, off the top of my head. I can't and it was similar circumstances. Ray Perkins had just taken over, 81. So the Giants were lousy from 1964 to the 1980 season. 81, they made the playoffs, and in the first round, they shocked Philly. Now, I don't, know, I don't think Philly won the, the uh, division, but they beat Philly. I'll tell you this, Larry. You may remember this. They, it was a surprise that they beat Philly, and Philly had a punt returner. He fumbled twice. He lost the ball twice. Wally Henry. Do you remember that name, Larry? I do, yeah, vaguely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he fumbled twice. Now, they beat Philly that weekend, uh, that week, which was a shock. Ray Perkins was the coach, just like Dayball was uh, the coach this time, taking over and being hopefully a savior, just like Perkins was. The following week, do you know who they played, Larry Gordon? Oh, I don't. 49ers. Oh, really? So it sets up well, yeah, if they beat Philly this week. <laughs> and they beat, they lost it, but they played a good game against Montana. Montana at that time did not have Jerry Rice yet, but uh, they had uh, Freddie Solomon. You remember they had Freddie yeah, Solomon? I, I, I remember Freddie yeah, Solomon. Yeah, they lost. They played a good game. And uh, the, uh, the following week after the uh, 49ers beat the uh, Giants, that was the Dwight Clark game when yep. Clark, yeah, Clark caught that yep. great catch against. Uh, Dallas. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, right, guys. Richard. Thanks for the memories. But, Appreciate it. And and it's, you know, it, it's interesting, Gordon. It does set up very similar. It really does. And we'll see what happens. But it's, it's Gordon, just think. Um, New York this year, even with the Jets' struggles, you had both football teams 
in it through January. And then the Giants have, are still playing. I mean, this is like, this is heaven. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and look, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who might be, who are not Giant fans saying, oh, let's, let's take it easy. It was the Vikings uh -huh. you beat. Now it's a different step up in class. Uh, I think the Giants clearly have a chance to win this game. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know whether or not they will, but. As outrageous as it might sound about the Giants going on the run, winning this week, winning, if there's any organization that will find a way to pull off a miracle, it's the Giants. That's right. They do it all the time. God loves Especially the Especially this Giants. time of the year. Yep. Especially this time of the year. They, they, it, whatever it is, it rolls right for them. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. They yep. get hot late. They find a way to get in. And once they get in, they just, before you know it, it's Super Bowl week. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it would not and be crazy. It would not it. shock me in any way. You know, it's Super Bowl week, and we're talking about it. And, you know, I, Gordon, I can't tell you how many times I got, you know, I parachuted in, like from covering the Jets all year, parachuted mm -hmm. in and have to deal with, uh, you know, Pat Hanlon and his comments. <laughs> You're trying to be a hard guy. Oh, right. well, look. now. Oh, look. Hardesty's here. Now he'll see how real football is done. Right. Oh, calling me out in the press conference. Oh. Right. As if you had anything to do with exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, right. thanks, Pat. I yeah. love Pat Hanlon. I'm making my own schedule here. <laughs> Exactly, you know. But uh, it's uh, all, this time of the year, they just you parachute in, and there they are. They're rolling towards, you know, that's it. They're, they're rolling towards the Super Bowl. But Gordon, I tell you, we normally we've been what we've been counting down to spring training like since yeah November the draft. <laughs> I, I used to open shows, Larry, with the exact dates to to spring training, pitchers and catchers, the NFL draft, uh, the NCAA tournament, the Masters, because. In October, football was done. Yeah, we right. It was done here. Not yep. this year. Not this, Not year. this year. You know, there, there is one thing I did want to, to mention about the Giants. Sure. People have been saying all day um, that, you know, Brian Dable. And look, all credit to Brian Dable. He is Absolutely. the NFL coach of the year. All credit to Daniel Jones. He's played fantastic, deserves whatever contract he gets. But there's been a term that people have been using that, uh, and, and consistently on all the shows, is that while well, Dable has done it with the exact same, basically the exact same team as last year, well, they were missing Daniel Jones for six games last year. Yeah. I right. mean, he went down. That's when it really got to be a laughable situation. Now, they were bad even before that, and I'm not saying that, that Joe Judge would ever have gotten Daniel Jones to play like this, but to say that this is the exact same team as last year, the exact same team, what, what did they go, four and uh they had five wins last year, six, whatever. How, yeah. Five wins? I think they had five. Think five, wins. yeah. Yeah. So to say that they're exactly the same is a little unfair because once Jones went down, whatever the point spread was in the games, you knew the Giants weren't going to score that many points. If the Giants were 10 point underdogs, you knew the Giants weren't scoring 10 points because uh, they had, you know, Mike Glennon and uh, the other guy, Jake Fromm. I mean, it was just, it was a disaster. If Brian Dayball wants to impress me, let me see him get. Mike Glennon to run. Oh, <laughs> he's free. He's free down in Miami. He's picked up another check on the, his way out the door. Then, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stand up and cheer. I mean, if they Dayball. win this game this week, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh my gosh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes' contract might have to take a back seat to Daniel it's Jones. No I mean, question, it's, I no mean, doubt. And you know, I, and I'm hearing it already. I heard it last night. Gordon, franchise quarterback. I, I mean, he, he plays Barkley like that. He is, elite. of course. You know, Saquon Barkley says he's elite. You know, I'm just saying, like, I, listen, he's, he was phenomenal yesterday. Phenomenal. C can I see another game <laughs> like that? Oh, I mean, but. A couple? Uh, yeah. Before I'm ready to, you no, know. This is, this is what ready happens. To do, he's, he has timed it perfectly. He's yes. going to be a free agent quarterback in yep. a year where, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks. You know, we'll see if Tom Brady is one of them. Uh -huh. uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers is available somehow. Lamar uh -huh. Jackson. Yeah, but you look at if Daniel Jones can play at that anywhere close to that level oh. at his age with yeah. his you know physical abilities, he uh -huh. is going to make uh, the price tag just went up, Larry. And here's a here's an interesting thought, and I saw it yesterday, and I said, Gordon mentioned this a couple of days ago. I'll share that with you next. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Requested interviews with Mike Kafka, who hmm. is the play caller for your New York football giants. 
And remember what you said last week where you said, you know, when you have really good coaches, it's hard to, for you to continue to do well because you get hired off the staffs? Yeah. Here's the situation now. And obviously he's, he's made the statement, I'm not doing any interviews this week. I'm a little busy. I'm preparing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, hold on. We'll, we'll get to me. I'll get to you in a little bit later. So, uh, you know, already just based on what you've seen from this Giants offense, he's, he's, got, he's got job offers. Yeah, well, he was a, he was a name that was kind of talked about as being an up and coming coach, and when mm-hmm. when the Giants did get him and, and he came along with Dable, you thought, okay, you know, we'll see what he's got. I mean, he's got a, a big job in front of him. Uh, he's still a very young coach. I would not be surprised if he sticks around for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot, and if yeah. somebody offers you a job. Sometimes, you know, if you don't take the first ones, you might not get after it again. So it's true. true. I would I I think there's a very good chance that the Giants lose at least one coordinator this offseason. I would not be surprised. I mean, once Martindale has has made it known in the past that um, Mm -hmm. he would like to be a head coach. He's he's almost 60 years old. He's got an office, too. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. Especially if if the Giants go out there and, and and the defense makes plays again this week. I mean, what they did against Justin Jefferson yesterday. I mean, he was a non-factor in that game. He was. He was. And, and I still can't believe you couldn't scheme a way to find – to get him open. A I rub play or something. That's your number one guy. Yeah. How, how is he not involved in this offense? What's, listen, I give Wink Warndale all the credit in the world. Absolutely. He's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. Yep. But, Gordon, you got to – Sometimes you got to throw it to him when he's not open. Yeah, you got to throw him open sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to. Especially on fourth and eight. <laughs> Season on the line. That might, <laughs> might, have been, that might be the time. You, you ever think about how about this play? Uh, even even if you use him as a decoy, I mean, yeah. well, you, it's hard for me to gotten... complain considering at least the Vikings got the play off on time. You know, they weren't standing around the sidelines vaping on the sidelines like my coach. <laughs> yeah, but this is their starting quarterback. Yeah, the, the, that was not just starting quarterback, Gordon. Yeah, but it was the, it was the coach not you know I, that's he's, what I'm he's not paying attention. Well, he's just. I wonder what play I want. I wonder what play I want. I want to do this play. I don't want to. Do, I want to do this play. It's you know. And his excuse of well, you know, I thought it was fourth down, and I had one thing, and then uh, then they said it was first. Uh, excuse me, I thought it was first down, and then they said it was fourth down. The only problem with that is you took all three timeouts in the second half to avoid delay of games. Yeah, and you delayed the game. Yep, <laughs> you still delayed the game. Jarrettson Belmar, Jared, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Jared. Bye, Jared. You might be in the ocean. <laughs> Belmar might be taking a little swim. Might be. Might be. I know one thing. He wasn't on the phone. Nope. <laughs> That's for sure. So I, I tell you, it's um, – Gordon, it is – I'm very curious now to see how the top seeds are going to play this week. And that is your Phillies. That is your mm-hmm. KC's. You know, you really want to see with the week off how, how they perform and, and – what is it rest and rust it's that it's that age old argument that we have all the time here in in this situation and for philly i think more for philly than kansas city of course listen everybody's injured this time of the year so if you can get a week off you you love it but i think more so for philly than kansas city they really needed the week it's another week that you get jalen hurts back uh closer to where he's got to be and it just gets your it just gets your team back in the right frame of mind. So I think more so than more so for Philly than KC. I think Philly really needed the week. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I'll have to go back and actually do the research to to confirm this, but it always feels like one of the teams that get got the bye, the bye was not as beneficial mm-hmm. as as a week off you would think would be. And it always seems like they come out a little flat. They're not ready to go. Whereas the team that it's hard, right? The physical toll that it takes is difficult. But it sometimes feels like if you're staying in the groove, uh, sometimes that benefits you. And it always feels like one of the teams that gets the bye. Now, usually it would it would be two per conference. This year it's only one per conference. Mm-hmm. So maybe it, w- it won't be as pronounced. But it'll be interesting to see. And, and the Eagles, you know, the quarterback has been banged up. It would not shock me if – they might be a team that takes a little while to get going, and the Giants rolling like they were, at least on Sunday, uh, that they are able to take advantage of that. I can see Philly with a slow start. Yeah. I agree with you. I can see them coming out slow. I can see them trying to get, you know, because, see, if you're Wink Martindale, 
what do you do? You 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 have to. It's almost like playing defending yourself mm-hmm. because you know Hertz likes to, loves to run. So it's really like defending yourself. It's, it's it's like defending Daniel Jones. It's the same way. He likes to run. He likes to do things. It's just that this year, I think he's been more confident and th- more successful. Clearly, more successful airing the football. And so, and their running game is a little better. It, it's it's. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a really, really exciting game. Now I got another question for you. Yeah, got it. I'm watching the uh, post game here. Okay. Sound down. Tom Brady mm-hmm. is talking through 66 passes tonight. Second ever most, uh, oh. second most ever in a playoff game. Oh. Do you think Tom Brady will be playing next year? And do you think that this game has any impact on that one way or the other? Like he doesn't want to go out like this, or he feels like you know what, maybe. Maybe maybe this maybe it's time now. Like, do you think that this game has any impact whatsoever? I do because I think that's why he came back this year, because he didn't want it to end the way it ended last right. year. Right. Well, sometimes you know, I mean, he's had a lot of storybook finishes. Yeah. Most times you don't get the storybook finish. No. No. And uh, and once again, where's he gonna go? Who who? Where is that team that is a Tom Brady away from getting to the Super Bowl? It's not Green Bay. I mean, the 49ers may get there without him. (laughs) You you certainly have to think it's going to be the – if he goes anywhere, it's got to be the Raiders, right? The old play callers there, the coaches Mm -hmm. there. they got a lot of talent there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to succeed, you would think that that would be – Are they close, Gordon? They're not close. I I mean, it seems like they got a lot of talent. Yeah. Are they going to get Gronk to come back too? (laughs) You know – you know, I, I thought that they were going to have to pull Gronk. You know, there's that commercial about kicking field goals at halftime at the Super Bowl. I thought they were going to call him up tonight to see if he could kick an extra point for the Cowboys. <laughs> could have used yeah. it. Yeah. By the way, uh, the kicker for the Cowboys, when he walks into the facility tomorrow, he's going to see some familiar faces. Kickers who are trying to get a job. Are you, are, I, I would be surprised if he's in the facility tomorrow. <laughs> he might. He might. <laughs> He better he might, be in the facility. He might, he might have a victory there. Tuesday. I no, mean, he you better can't, be in there. You he can't, better you can't, be in there. No, you can't go back to him, can you? Can you trust him now? I, don't, I would not. I mean, that's you're gonna, just. You're going to try to bring in another kicker? Well, I got to have somebody that can make an extra point. It wasn't yeah. like he was missing 45 yarders. I know. He was missing extra points. He missed three of them. And, wow. and I was talking to Santiago before the show. Apparently, he's had this issue before. Oh, that's not good. I can't. I can't have a field goal kicker that's got the yips. No, not at all. Gordon, we'll see you tomorrow night, my friend. Sounds good, Larry. All right, uh, Julian, Joe, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitzsimmons on next on ninety eight seven ESPN.